This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. John Jastrzemski Sports Radio 101.9 FM And Sports Radio 66 WFAN 704 here on this Friday evening It's JJ, John We are taking you through the next three hours Right here on the fan Get aboard at 877-337-6666 And we're going to welcome in a guy who's been Really, as busy as anyone. He was down in Orlando for weeks for all the NBA festivities. He did a fantastic job calling the Western Conference Finals. And now he makes his way to San Diego, California, where it will be the Yankees and the Tampa Bay Rays. And I love it. Two teams that can't stand one another. So let's welcome in a man who's ready to rock and roll, the great Brian (laughs) Anderson over at Turner Sports. Brian, it's John Zestremski. It's good having you aboard once again. How's everything, my friend? John, all good, man. Always a pleasure to be with you. You, you caught me on a good day. Just landed in uh, San Diego and, and uh, in a bit of a quarantine here. So we're just kind of looking out the San Diego Bay right now. It's beautiful. I am very jealous of that. And I think there are a whole <laughs> lot of people listening right now, Brian, who would love yes. to probably trade places with you despite the quarantine. But let's start here. You were down in the Orlando bubble. And I think there are a lot of people listening wondering what in the world it was like. So you're there every day, you know, you're calling games, you're interacting with your Turner colleagues. How was that overall experience for you? Well, it was, uh, it was amazing. I mean, it was, uh, you know, I was there seven weeks, just shy of seven weeks. Um, <clears throat> the whole product was phenomenal. The way they put it together, uh, not just the NBA, but then, the company I work for, Turner Sports, which is under the Warner Media uh, and AT&T um, headline. So we we were perfectly set up to succeed. You know, the Turner and ESPN basically bought out a hotel. So we weren't in the green zone. We were in the yellow zone. Our reporters were in the green zone with the players. But, you know, the rest of us had a little less strict quarantine and covid protocols so we you know we were masked up obviously and we tested frequently but didn't have the full 10-day quarantine um there was a golf course attached to it so basically the first round was really busy you know i think i did seven games in the first nine days um and then the second round kind of went to an every other day mode and then of course the western conference finals was every other day so just felt a little bit like Groundhog Day, you know, that it was uh, great facilities. We were able to catch up with 
and spend time with people we really don't get to get to do that with very often, like Mike Breen and uh, Sean Kelly and guys from the ESPN side, Mark Jones and uh, those guys. So um, I had a I had a great time. I missed my family. Seven weeks away from my wife and daughter is a lot, but you know we all knew what we signed up for, and it was an honor to be there and a pleasure to be able to work for a company that has the rights to a league that could pull off such a thing. So I, I'm very, I feel very blessed to have been a part of it. Brian, from a basketball sense, I know I was hoping and praying we were going to get a Clipper-Laker-Western Conference final. I wanted to see LeBron and Kawhi Leonard, you know, the Battle of L.A., but, hey, credit to the Denver Nuggets. They were down 3-1 to one in two consecutive series. They come back and stun the Los Angeles Clippers. Were you very surprised that you didn't end up uh, calling a Clipper-Lakers series? Did that catch you off guard? Yeah, I think, and you know, I think when they're up 3-1, yes. I mean, you're starting to put, put your notes together for a Clipper-Lakers series. Um, but I'm not surprised Denver played so well and competed as they did. I think, I think they're a franchise on the rise. I think they've got a great coach, um, two young stars, you know, and Jamal Murray emerging as a superstar now to go along with Jokic. So <clears throat> we had a lot of their games in the second round and the first round. And so, you know, it doesn't surprise me that they won the series. What surprised me is they got down 3-1 and then came back to win the series. So, you know, I think um, how, how things have changed, right? I mean, now Doc Rivers is no longer there and he's going to be in Philly. And, I mean, we're talking just a couple of weeks. We're, we're locked in the middle of a, of a series thinking, wow, this could be Doc Rivers' L.A. Clipper team. They win a potentially win the West, potentially win an NBA Finals. And, uh, man, it changes fast. Um, I was very impressed across the board with the way the teams competed there, the players, uh, not to mention just handling all the social side of things and the social injustice measures that they took and, and the Black Lives Matter. Um, I thought they really competed. I, and I thought they were, they were a symbol of how we all can perform in our jobs, but still be present and active in our communities and present and active trying to initiate change in our communities. And so I thought they set a great example, um, you know, not to mention the league putting the, the floor together and the kind of the spectacle of it, but the way the players competed, uh, especially the Nuggets, uh, was, was really impressive and, and fun to see. Every night we look forward to the games because these guys, once, once they, you know, they tipped it up, man, they got after it. And it was really fun to watch every night. Brian, you ain't kidding. Well said, my friend. And, you know, I was all fired up for this finals. And I love what I've seen out of Miami. Beating Milwaukee. Beating Boston. But now, no Drogic. And you take away Bam out of bio. And it just seems like LeBron and company are on a mission. I'm rooting for the Heat. I'd love to see him win this series. But, B.A., I just can't see it. Well, I think, you know, the, the one thing to remember, and I, and, and I agree with you on the surface, but... It's a seven-game series. Um, you know, you have to let guys heal, and the Lakers have been fortunate. They haven't had many injuries. You know, Rondo missed the first round, the entire first round. He was having back problems. He had the broken thumb to start. But uh, uh, you just you don't know how fast things can change. And, yes, the narrative that LeBron is on a mission, he's always on a mission. That's why he's always in the NBA Finals, it seems. And he's the – He's the guy that tips the scales, but he's got a guy next to him right now that is as good as anybody playing the game, and he knows that. And I think they need each other in a big way, AD and LeBron. And so 
just don't quite write off the uh, the heat just yet. One thing I did notice in talking to Frank Vogel, one thing we saw from the Lakers, even though they, they put away all of their opponents in five games in the first three rounds, that they they did not play well with leads in games. And so I think Miami's defense, you know, that's a, that's a team-wide culture there that they're all going to play defense. And, yes, they're missing huge pieces, but they've got weapons. And they've got Jimmy Butler, and they've got some great shooters. And I think Tyler Hero, who's a Milwaukee guy that I've known and seen since his high school days, um, I think they've got, you know, they've got some, some puncher's ability in this series. So not, not quite put in the books just yet. Let's just see how it unfolds. We got Brian Anderson from Turner Sports. He was on the call for the Western Conference Finals. And now, BA, you turn your attention to a highly anticipated American League Division Series. And I know being here in New York and, you know, coming on after a whole lot of Yankee games, there's no love lost between the New York Yankees and the Tampa Bay Rays. And, you know, I go back to the old school Yankee Red Sox rivalry where you had Pedro and Don Zimmer. And it didn't get to that extent throughout the course of this season. But I heard Kevin Kiermaier say it earlier. We don't like them. They don't like us. For, so for somebody like you who's, you know, calling this series, does it make it more fun to you, you know, in a way where, you know, both of these teams, no love lost, all sorts of fired up. I mean, the intensity for this, I think, is going to be through the roof. Oh, uh, for sure, man. We're all about that. I mean, we, we are – you know, Turner Sports is the home of AEW, so we're all about AEW wrestling, man. And I think we got a little wrestling match going on in both of uh, of our division series, which we'll have in the American League on TBS. So, I mean, there's just as much inter- intrigue and and animosity between the A's and the Astros as there is between the Rays and the Yankees. And to have teams on both of our, you know, both of our series that. Uh, play in the same division. There's a lot of backstory. <laughs> they played ten times this year. A piece of we we love it. I mean, we're excited about it. A- anybody who would have surfaced here would have been great for us because we're excited to do baseball, and we're we're excited to have baseball for a, lo- a long time. We just signed a deal with baseball for eight years, beginning in uh, 2022. So we're going to be a part of the landscape in baseball, continuing for a long time. We've been here since 07 and TBS goes way back, of course, with the, the Braves and the Superstation days. So uh, we're all about these rivalries and these matchups. And now, you know, it is interesting on a neutral neutral site. That's going to be an interesting dynamic. The Yankees hate playing at Tropicana Field. And the Rays certainly, you know, aren't all that intrigued about going to Yankee Stadium. So that takes a little bit of the intrigue out of it. At the same time, uh, I think what we're seeing now, especially in the playoffs, uh, once these players get engaged in the game, once that first pitch is thrown, uh, it does become personal on a lot of levels. And even though there are no fans in the stands, they, they know that the cameras are rolling, especially on a big stage like this in the playoffs when you have millions of people watching. And I think we'll, we'll see the best of these guys. And I think one other thing that makes this very interesting is the fact there will be no off days. So once we start Monday, it's five in a row. If it goes five, there you know you're going to potentially get deep into your rotations. You got to set your your starting pitching based on who has the ability to come back. You know, and Garrett Cole would certainly be a guy who could pitch game one and game five. Um, and he is pitching game one for the Yankees. The Rays haven't announced their starter for Monday, but all of these decisions that go into it, you know, 
it's a little different without that day off in between or the two days off between the travel days. So I'm very interested to see how the depth of these rosters uh, plays out. And as you know, Tampa Bay is extremely deep and talented. Um, they're they're not this like feel good underdog story anymore. They're they're a really good team that has a legitimate claim to a World Series title, just like the Yankees and and everybody else involved right now. Well, Brian, you brought up the lack of off days, and to me in this series, it favors Tampa because you know Kevin Cash said it a couple weeks ago. He's got that stable uh, guys that could come out of the bullpen and throw ninety eight and ninety nine miles an hour. I think they had like eleven or twelve guys record a save and. This is not the same Yankee bullpen you're used to seeing because they have the three guys you trust in Chapman, Britton, and Green. Ottavino has not been Ottavino. They're not as deep as they normally have been. So I see no off day, five straight days. If there's a game five, you'd have to bring Cole back on short rest. You know, from a pitching depth standpoint, I don't know if you'd agree or disagree. I think that favors Tampa Bay. Well, I mean, on paper, yes. I think that there's a couple things at play for me here. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about this when we, when we hit the air Monday. But, number one, all of these start times are going to be, are going to be twilight here in San Diego. So it's, there's going to be long shadows. It's a really difficult time to be a hitter. So that favors the starters, um, I believe. And, you know, by the time the relievers are in the game, typically you're going to probably be into the lights-up full candle, and it's going to be – you know, in the dark, uh, which is good because that that will will be an interesting story for the relievers. You know, um, and then the other part of that, I think, if you looked at the Indians Yankees series, you know, Cleveland had one of the better pitching staffs, especially rotations in the game, and the Yankees just went in there and bludgeoned those guys. So, winning eight out of ten against the Yankees in the regular season, I don't know if it matters much at this point. Um, for all of those reasons we just talked about with the neutral site, San Diego, the twilight, all of that. Um, but Yankees really didn't have their full complement of players for most of those games. So I think we saw what the Yankees are. They have great depth offensively, and they have the kind of lineup that can outscore teams, as we saw in that dramatic game, two in Cleveland the other night. So um, I think they're going to give up some leads. I think it's going to make make you feel really old really fast if you're a Yankee fan because these games are going to be wild, especially as we get into the series a little bit, um, <laughs> which is great theater for us and great drama. So I think I think uh, there's going to be huge swings and offense will be a big part of it. And I think the Yankees are a much better offensive team with all their pieces than than uh, the Tampa Bay Rays. I know Tampa is is hoping to get Austin Meadows back. That's a big bat for them to to come back. So that's one ad that they'll that they'll get, I think, uh, for this round. But uh, I think the Yankees, you know, they're lined up the way they chase pitchers, force pitch counts. I mean, that can be a huge factor. Um, so yes, we we kind of fall in love with the pitching and the starting pitching, and it is a pitcher's park, and it is going to be twilight for the first hour and a half, two hours of the game. Um, but I think I think offense matters, and the ability to come back, just like we saw in Game Two against Cleveland, is certainly a strength for the Yankees. Brian, biggest X factor for the Yankees if they're going to win this series. You know they spent all that money on bringing in Garrett Cole, and listen, you saw why in Game One he was as dominant as it gets, double-digit mm-hmm. strikeouts in his Yankee playoff debut. But you hit on the Yankee lineup. To me, that's got to be the key if they're going to beat Tampa Bay. 
They're going to have to be one through nine strong, grinding out those at-bats, being the quote-unquote savages that they were last year. So in this particular series, and I'm not asking you to pick it, but if the Yankees are going to win, biggest X factor, is it the lineup or is it Garrett Cole? Well, I think it's the lineup. Um, I I think rarely, especially when you get into a five-game series and then moving on to a seven-game series in the LCS, if you make it that far, I think these games so often – turn into bullpen games. And you need good starting pitching, don't get me wrong. I think both teams will will provide that. Um, So I think games will be, you know, barring an an anomaly, I think games will be competitive as you get to the middle innings, and then it becomes a bullpen game. So for me, the X factor is the Yankees' bullpen. Um, I I think their lineup will give them a chance to come back, and I think they're going to hit. But I think I think the Yankees bullpen, and as you play every day and you start determining, like, how often can I use a guy? You can't use Chapman for two innings uh, every game. You can't use him two innings for game one. Maybe game one, but you can't use him for two innings back-to-back games. And It totally changes how you manage when there is no off day. Um, so I think we talk about off days and starting pitching. I think it really shows up with relievers because uh, now you're getting into the C and D relievers um, and really, the best thing that can happen to a team, honestly, is a blowout either way. Um, it, you know, you don't want to get beat ever, but it's not the worst thing in the world to get blown out, especially if you win game one behind Garrett Cole. And then, you know, you know again, you never want to lose games, but if it's starting to trend that way, I can see managers like, look, we're going we're gonna to go with the C team right here and take our medicine to be fully loaded up for the next game. And so I, I think all of that day to next day managing all of those decisions are going to be so fascinating, which is why it's great to have a guy like Ron Darling on our broadcast, because he's obviously going to be extremely attentive to all of that and who has the ability to continue multiple days. Can you ask guys to go three out of four days or three days in a row? So all that's on the table. And um, I I think it's going to be really fun to watch. It's going to be unique, uh, different, beautiful setting. Um, and these two teams that really don't like each other. So it all it all plays into uh, this nice little stew we got going here for the ALDS. You ain't kidding. We got Brian Anderson over at Turner Sports. Brian, before we get you out of here in the National League, look, the Los Angeles Dodgers are heavy favorites. They bring in Mookie Betts. Mm-hmm. He's an absolute stud. This is a team that's been in the World Series during the playoffs every year. But as I watch the National League postseason, Out of any of these teams that are left playing, I'm watching the Cardinals and the Padres now, the Marlins beat the Cubs, the Braves took care of the Reds. Who, in your opinion, would give the Dodgers the toughest test? Well, I think the Braves at this point, you know, they've got a lineup, great lineup that can match the Dodgers lineup. They have terrific pitching, you know, an excellent bullpen. It's hard to say. Florida, I mean, Miami, uh, they've got something magic going on and they've had some magic going on in their in their franchise history um there's a lot of former brewers on that team as you know and that's the team i still cover uh so it's it's great to see old friends have great success guys like garrett cooper who was a brewers prospect at one point and jesus aguilar and the guy who closed the game today brandon kensler those are all uh, former Brewers that have all been grinders in their career. You wouldn't say any of those guys were ever big prospects at, at one point or maintain that level. And so it's fun watching those guys, you know, and again, you put that kind of team in a neutral setting. 
uh, it plays better for them. Um, so, but the Dodgers are overwhelmingly the favorite against any team that they'll face in the National League, and you know their pitching is just their starting pitching, especially they're they're equipped for a five game series uh, with no days off or a seven game series, and their lineup just puts so much pressure on opposing pitching staffs because it's a big difference to play from behind. It's a huge psychological difference it's big in the way managers treat the game the way they use certain players um you may be prone to bring on a pinch hitter if you're down um you may but you may stick with a guy if you're ahead and that guy may turn out to get a you know an opposite side at bat later in the game so it it affects everything and that's where the dodgers just really really show their wares because they're so good and they score so early typically and you know they just put so much pressure on the opposition because they're constantly on the attack, much like the Yankees lineup. Uh, they see a lot of pitches. It's tough to get through that lineup. Um, so, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I guess the Braves is the long answer, but I don't think anybody on paper can match what the Dodgers have. That doesn't mean they're going to win the series uh, or any series, but I just don't think anybody can match really what they offer. The great Brian Anderson over at Turner Sports. B.A., appreciate the time. Looking forward to you, Ronnie Darling, and – Lawrence Shahadi killing it on these broadcasts over the next couple weeks. And I'm sure the golf game, B.A., spending all that time down in Orlando, <laughs> it's got to be exactly where it needs to be, right, bro? No three putts. Tight. Tell it's, me no three putts, Bri. I'm going into a Milwaukee winter, though. I'm not going to play for six months now. So, yeah, man, I, I got to get it together. I got my index down to a 2.6 at while we were down in the uh, – Oh, my goodness. You must have been smoking good. everybody down there, B.A., 2.6. <laughs> No, I'm having to give shots to everybody. I don't think I want to bet the whole time I was down there. I'm, you know, everybody's demanding. I give them like five strokes aside. It's crazy. That's what I'd be doing. They're smart guys and gals, Brian. They know what they're doing. They're no dopes. We had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun down there. I got to got to play a lot of golf with uh, our Chris Weber, Mike Breen, and all these guys who who love the game like I do. So, who was, was your toughest competitor, Brian? Uh, toughest competitor was probably Mike Breen. He's a really good player and, uh, he, you know, he's a member of Wingfoot, So he, he's used to playing difficult golf courses. I think his index is probably in the single digits, maybe, maybe eight or nine, I would guess. I mean, he's a good player. He shoots in the high seventies, low eighties every time he goes out. So Must we had be a lot nice. of fun. Must be nice. Bri, <laughs> continued success, brother. All the best. We'll be watching on yeah. Monday. All right. All right, JJ. Thank you, buddy. Good to be with you. Great stuff there from Brian Anderson, man. High 70s, low 80s. Maybe in another lifetime. I don't know. Maybe after I get a couple of lessons. Rosenberg knows I was giddy. I shot like 95 the other day. Please. Low 80s. Got to start somewhere, High 70s, low 80s. Must be nice. 877-337-6666. We got more Jet Reaction. We'll dive into this Yankee Rays series. We have a prediction coming up on this Yankee Rays series. And Brian Anderson nailed it. Biggest key for the Yankees, not Garrett Cole in this series. I think it's the Yankee bats. We'll back up more right after this. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 